take two. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. In this podcast, oh wait. <laughs> All right, take four. Look no, at- you you just say it. You okay. can do it. I know you can. <laughs> just welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. <laughs> I am dying. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna fucking get it. It's gonna be epic, okay? And every time we hear it, we're gonna laugh because this is what it took to get it. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are two moms who are neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the stuff in between. So buckle up, buttercups, and join us on this roller coaster. Welcome back to Life's Lemonade. This is Yesenia and Kiara, and we're back for another week of who knows of who knows what. <laughs> Buckle up! I want to share that. Um, I saw it, and it just made me laugh. Oh it's yeah, us. it's like therapist says. What do we say to people to let them know we're welcoming them into our lives? Me. Buckle up, bitch. <laughs> Therapist, no. <laughs> I feel like that kind of explains how we do life. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, buckle up. It's a ride. And we are getting used to a new recording schedule because you have a job now. I and know. you're Monday through Friday, busy, busy, busy. So busy. We, we're recording today. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And before the Super Bowl, so we have a whole day ahead of us still. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) The day is young. (laughs) And so what do we do? We recap. I'm going to recap my week. I have been finding more time, making more time to slow down and take care of myself. And it's been per my therapist's orders. Okay. And it's been really beneficial. I have felt myself really easing into some of the sorrows that I've been feeling and the heaviness. And it's just really allowed me to like give myself, like Marissa said last week, giving yourself that warm hug. Like it's just been so great. And I had an opportunity this last week to go spend some time at the ocean by myself with good music in my ears. And I don't remember the last time I gave myself like... I mean, it wasn't even a lot of time. It was just a couple of hours. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, people are like, oh, you live in California, like, beach, beach, beach. But we're, like, an hour from the beach. It's not an easy feat. We don't get there as often as we think we would. And luckily, I work closer to the beach, but I still don't make the time to go, even though I'm that much closer. And so I had an opportunity on uh, Thursday to just spend a couple hours at the beach. And then I got to go to yoga right after because I have been intentionally making sure I book at least one yoga class a week and it's just it was one of those days where I just I came home with so much gratitude I was so so happy in my heart and it was like this is what it feels like to not feel that you know that buzzing that I we talk about with anxiety you know it's like it was all calm yeah and it felt so good it's nice yeah so I'm just trying to um be more intentional with my alone time yeah yeah that's good I feel like I don't have alone time anymore you're gonna have to make it I know know, but you're gonna have to find that schedule within I don't know how people do it we wake up at 4 30 in the morning (laughs) but not even that it's like probably 
had like two good cries this week just based on the fact that I'm missing like two and a half hours with the kids now. And then it's so hard to like come home from work and not be, uh, no, I wouldn't say stressed, but just like you don't where you get no time anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you walk straight into chaos. Mm-hmm. And I thought too, like, okay, I like our time together now is so much less that it's going to be more intentional. But like mm-hmm. <laughs> this week was like, no, but, it I was... mean, the first week is always gonna, the first yeah. couple of weeks, maybe the first month are going to be the hardest. And then yeah. you're going to find your rhythm and well, you're going to find those little pockets of time where you can yeah. say, okay, like I'm going to, you know, take the kids here on these days and yeah. you're just going to be able to figure it out. So well, you have to be gentle nice. with yourself. The weekend was nice, but it's just, it's so crazy too. Like I could feel myself like from Friday or Monday, my first day to Friday, the tension like slowly Lessened. getting less. And it's yeah. crazy. Like Monday I came home with a migraine. I was so stressed. But you manifested I just that migraine. To I told you. But that's, I've been that <laughs> way my whole life. Like if I have any change to my routine, it's like the tension of it. Just, I, I don't know. But yes. by the time Friday came around, I was like, I was fine. I could do it. Good. So it's just so crazy to see. It every all. day is going to be yeah. its own thing. It was a crazy, but you made it. You survived it, and survived. yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to decide if I should share my embarrassing story this week. Um, <laughs> it, well, you know, it coincided with mine. Followed. Two I just days don't later. understand why, like the hardest. I'd probably say the hardest week of parenthood hit us this year. This week. Mm-hmm alongside me starting a new job, alongside Aiden starting baseball, alongside me on my period, of course, because why not? Like, right. Let's just throw let's that in there. Let's just fuck up there. her week just a little bit more. And there was just like a whole mishap with that situation. But I called Rick and told him like, like things are not good. And <laughs> I don't even want to explain what happened. But his question was, does this happen to other people? Yes, and I was does. like, Yes, he's like, oh, I didn't know if it was normal. It was just you. And I'm like talking to my sister about it last night and because I, I haven't talked to her in a while. And I'm like, how? How am I 33 years old and this happens every month and it's still not manageable? You know why, though? Because life throws the other shit at you. And that is literally the last thing on our minds. That's true. Yeah. It, it's true. I mean, it's like for me, what, what happened Wednesday? Oh, I hit, I forgot my purse <laughs> when I went to work. Oh, no. So I had to turn back. I was 15 minutes into my drive. I had to turn around, oh come back, get my purse. And then I'm halfway through Ortega. I realized I have the car seat in my car because we had to take Will's That's right. car. Because Allie was like, we had to walk home because Mr. Yeah. Will didn't have a car seat. Yeah. So I like waited till I got on the other side till I had a reception. I call him. I'm like, I'm sure by now you realize I have the car seat. What are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to walk. It's fine. Like, yeah. he's so chill. I wish I could be that chill. I would have been pissed if I was on the other but Side would you? Because I feel like walking. <clears throat> no, but because I have other shit to do that well, I need to go drive around to. Oh, nor you know what day. I mean? Yeah. Like other things. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I do more of that. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, oh, we'll just push yeah. it to the next day, <laughs> to the next day, yeah. to the next day. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I got to work, and I was late for my first client, which made me late. So it was like a whole ripple effect of things. Yeah. 
And something else happened at work. I don't know. It was just like one of those shit shows of a day that yeah. I was like, what else can go wrong? Mm -hmm. And then I went to the bathroom before I left. Oh, I didn't finish till like close to seven oh on gosh. Wednesday. So I, I'm like, I got to go pee before I get out of here. And I go to the bathroom. I got my period. And I'm like, fuck, like, really? Of course. Yeah, of course. It's like the world is just like, why not right now? So like, I didn't have a so tampon. I didn't have anything with me. So, you know, you got to do the whole <laughs> Every woman will know you've had to do this and you put yep. it around your panties and then you like, just because yep. I had to. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What? I just heard another podcast <laughs> about this and my mind was blown. It was two girls and one of them was talking, they were talking about, about how, the string? how you, no, no, how you oh. do this when you have your, when you get your period, you don't have anything. So yeah. you do the toilet paper trick. Yeah. And one of the girls was like, yeah, you know, you like fold it up or like roll it around your yeah. head and put it in there yeah. like a little yeah, yeah. cradle. And the other girl was like, no, you roll it around your That's underwear. what I do. That's what I do. I do not do that. I do. Then doesn't it get all stuck? No, no. I do not. It just stays in place and then it soaks up whatever's on, on the bottom side of it. Yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> Seems smart. I don't know why I've never heard of this. <laughs> I don't know. I think I... I was... My mind was blown. Nobody taught like, me this either. I don't know how. <laughs> well, everybody does it, apparently, except for me. Well... I don't do that. I don't roll it around your underwear. Yeah, I do. That makes sense. It does. Oh my it god. It does. Okay. Okay, and let's also talk about where you... Where do you put a string <laughs> when you wear a bathing suit? A tampon string... <laughs> I, when you, I don't understand. There are people <laughs> in the world walking around, women, who put their tampon in and then pull the string up their butthole. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know who does that. I don't. I don't either. But so. there are people out there. <laughs> so there. Why would that be your instinct? I don't You don't know. want those things mixing. Maybe they never got past like the anal fixation <laughs> of toddler. But why would know. your instinct to be to pull it to the back instead of the front? I don't pull it anywhere. I just put my underwear on. But I don't know. I just know that you're not supposed to mix anything that goes from the back to the front. <laughs> and that's all. Then you got to fish it out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's gross. Okay. Now that we just went Okay, on. but what was the other thing? People cut it. They cut the string. They cut the string oh and God. then you that risk not finding me. it. Yeah. Mm -mm. We've gone no. into horror stories about that. Mm -hmm. We don't need to talk about that. No. But <laughs> we were doing <laughs> yeah but who does that who puts the tampon string Up in their butt, their butt? <clears throat> no no let's just stick with it's not it that out. long like i don't understand who's so concerned about it falling out of their bathing suit it's not that long but also some people's bathing suits are so skimpy well, then put it in your lips <laughs> Be normal and tuck that shit in your lips. Okay? Keep it all in one area. It doesn't need to involve the I butt. Agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. Full heartedly, I agree. <laughs> Don't this is put not it in where we intended to go today, but, but here we okay, are. Okay, here we are. Yeah. Oh so. <laughs> so we're all just gonna start fresh next week. Not on our periods. Yeah, this is what you get. Gonna have a good week. <laughs> Yeah, so um, oh and so let's talk about. I want to talk about that Super Bowl prediction okay. based on astrology because it made it so much more interesting to me to know that if you look at the birth chart, even of a team, that it could um, tell you what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, and yeah. 
Okay, so it says on here that there's multiple methods used to get, like, all of this. So they used oracle cards. Yes. They used astrology, birth charts. And tarot. Yes. And so it was, like, a whole... It was three different... um, Three different astrologers who came together and, like, formulated this whole thing to predict. And some of the... It wasn't even... It wasn't even um, who's winning, but there were other predictions in there. And so we were reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, now I want to watch the Super Bowl. One of them, I believe, said that there was going to be an injury, unlike normal injury, Uh that is going to be devastating. Okay, so... Not just a normal football injury that happens during no, a game. No, it's... Uh, there's going to be something... Con- a controversial call by refs... The refs at that the, will determine Towards the very the, end. That will determine the... Yeah, so... The game. And this is based off of the birth charts of the two quarterbacks, right? And yes. the yeah. birth... Or the conception of the team, right? Yep. When it was... formulated because even though it like you don't have you're not birthing something but it does have a moment of so it says mahomes who's the chief's quarterback has more of a positive chart on the day of the super bowl while Mm -hmm. hertz who is the eagles quarterback will bring learning curves and life lessons in order to improve his career and path going forward both will receive invaluable wisdom from the experience but with so much confusion in particular in hertz chart at this time he will have to truly block all of it out to see through the fog we share a birthday, Hertz and I. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. August 7th. So um, it says the tarot reader, Megan Rose, pulled the King of Wands from a home, saying that it shows he will have confidence, leadership, and victory. Um, so it's so interesting. Yeah. Because now I just want to know. And I love so it how said, it says another thing that came through in our readings when looking at the actual date of the Super Bowl, it's going to be wild. <laughs> so I'm like, what is going well, I, I feel like there are times, like, I can't remember exactly which games, but in the recent past where they've just been, like, so boring. Yeah. Like, they just were nothing. And this one says that it's going to be crazy. Um, it says yeah. lots of turmoil on the field, fighting on the field, mm-hmm. a major injury. And a wildly controversial or even game-deciding call by the yeah. refs. And, of course, they also touched on Rihanna will crush the halftime. Yes, because they looked so. at her They looked at her, her chart. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I mean, I usually say I'm just here for the food, but I might be here for the entertainment. I well, I want to see the controversy. I want to see the fight on the field. I don't want to see an injury, injury, but no. if that happens, because I feel like it is pretty darn rare, and I think people are a little nervous after mm-hmm. um, a few that, weeks ago right. when that kid, oh my gosh, and like, into a... that's the first time in, a, in ever that people have seen that happen right. on the field. That's not normal, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if something crazy like that happens again definitely it will be very interesting but i just love the idea of like looking at um astrology differently to like read things and i heard this podcast the other day of this woman she's like a big uh business um entrepreneur and when she hires people she looks at their birth charts not necessarily to figure out if she wants to hire them or not but to see where their strong suits are where their weak points are yeah and what, like, how to approach their the way they do business. Yeah. And she just says it has completely changed the way she does 
business in general. Yeah. So what is that? Um, what is that personality test? That big personality test that people do? Myers Briggs. Yes. Yeah. So when I just got hired the, this new job, the broker that runs the entire office, she has everybody do the test because yeah. she wants to know exactly what kind of person they are and where so they fit sense. in. Even the Enneagram, I mean, yeah. it, it tells you so much about people and their tendencies and. Yeah. You know. And I feel like it makes a big difference to like know that about a person to just kind of, I've never done to... the Myers-Briggs, but one of my clients who was super informed in that, I think she told me what I was, or we kind of went through it, but it seems more complicated and the yeah. the letters confuse me, Yeah, but I know I was like an, I think it was like an EMFJ or something like that, which I, I don't no remember idea. what the fuck that was. So <laughs> I need to do that eventually. I would like to do that to figure out what my um, personality type is yeah, on the Myers-Briggs. So if we have any Myers-Briggs people (laughs) that are familiar with that, we would love to chat. Yeah, that would be fun to do an episode on that. Yeah, definitely. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big... (sighs) I was trying to take it from there, but... Yeah, well, I lost my train of thought. Okay, gonna... okay. I have a question for you. I heard this the other day and I thought it was so interesting. Okay. Okay, so if you have a red pill and a blue pill, the red pill, you can go back to age six with all the knowledge that you have now. Mm-hmm. Or the blue pill, you get a million dollars. Age six, for sure. You think so? Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just think it's an interesting thought. Like, part of me is like, if you have all the knowledge that you have now, and then you go back to six, I, I rewrite my life. It changes your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I would want that because no, I just think like, no matter what. No matter how many times you go back with as much knowledge, you're still going to have to go through hard times. So I don't think it makes. Yeah, but the hard times are what make you. I know that's what I'm saying. So why would you do it over? So that's a good question. Because <laughs> either way, like, no matter how many times you go back, but what's you're a million have dollars going to do? It doesn't erase the everything you've gone through. So no, yeah, it just, you just continue you just to have a million dollars. Yeah, I would want a million dollars. I mean, but the money comes and goes. It does, but like, <laughs> clearly I am not set out to be a millionaire. No, no I don't care I... about million- being a millionaire either, but I just think like given the choice, I don't think going back to six and starting over with more knowledge would make me happier because there's still going to be hard times. So it's like, you just not have happier, to live it all over again. I... Yeah. I think, no, I, learn I, more I don't think I would lessons. live it the same though. No, yeah. I would yeah. be different. But it would be different, which would probably maybe allow you to get to more than a million dollars. That's true. Because we think about... I, I mean, don't know, but what if you get back to 33 and then you're like, damn, I wish I had that million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't care so much about the money. I just think like if you go back and do it, like you could go back and do it over and over and over again. You still have to go through. You can't avoid any of the, you know? So like why of the of the lessons yeah. that come? So it's like why do you need to? Con- why do you have to? I don't know. I just think I thought it was. An I don't know. Question. I think I think it, that that is a very interesting question because you can look at it so much in each side of it. 
But why would you want to go back to six and relive things? I, I, the reasons I would want to is I would want to be more vocal. Um, I feel like I really bottled things up from a very young age. Yeah. And I would, um, I think the things that have troubled me the most in my adult life have come from not setting boundaries and not knowing how to communicate. Yeah. So if I could go back to that age and redo all those miscommunications, it it would definitely change the way my body and my mind operate today. Yeah. You know, so I think that would make it worth it for sure. Maybe not. I would maybe I would still make some of the same life decisions because some things are just the way they're supposed to be. Like yeah. I go back uh, one time, um, Alexia asked me, would you want to go back and make a different choice as far as keeping me? And it was like, no, absolutely not. I yeah. would never do that because I can't, I, I am not who I am today without having had her at 19. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I agree. I feel the same about Allie. My whole experience with that, birthing her, it's like, yeah. it was so hard, but it, like, I think that's the most, most growth that I've done in my entire life. Like I Absolutely. was forced to grow up and was it fun and pleasant? No, yeah. but yeah. Otherwise who would I be? Exactly. It's the hardships that make us who we are and that actually allow us to have compassion for yeah. everybody that we walk. You know, now when I see somebody struggling on the street, I'm like, oh, that's sad. Instead of like, oh, I'm scared that they look weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, what what story is there? There's a story. Well, and we just talked about this yesterday a little bit, but <clears throat> how like if you're not, if you don't go through hard times, you don't grow. And it's Absolutely like all not. of these people who are like avoiding in the their hard 50s times. and they've avoided every hard thing in their life and not dealt with it. They've stunted their emotional growth. intelligence and growth at whatever age they decided, nope, I'm not dealing with this. Right. And it's like, that's is, how you get, I don't want to say, but like, you know, you run into people and you're like, you just like, you didn't, you didn't get it. did you? <laughs> it just didn't click yeah. for you. But yeah. it's like, that's why it's because they've blocked out anything that's going to make them grow. Cause, cause, and most of the things that are going to make us grow are going to cause us some kind of pain, yeah. whether it's emotional, physical, mental, whatever, like we have to push ourselves out of our comfort zones. And I think about that so much often with myself, with public speaking and just listening back at our first episodes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it has shifted Mm -hmm. quite a bit and we've been doing this for a year now. And I'm so grateful because I have found some sort of voice in this and I have found, really a, a confidence in speaking. I notice it translate into my everyday conversation with my clients, mm-hmm. with um, people that I talk to on the street, you know, like it changes the way now I'm like, what can I learn from people? There's always something to learn. You know, there's conversations to be had. And- yeah. And I feel like we've kind of learned to how to articulate our wording. Uh, I don't want to say like less judgmental, but I think that there's a way to get your point across without driving your point across you know and it just makes you realize like there's so many sides to everyone's opinion and you can still have your opinion and state your facts without it feeling like you're pushing your like that your idea is best yeah and I feel like I have become I've become more cautious but not in like a filtered way but just in like what I'm saying because everybody's listening to it it's like I'm still gonna have my opinion but I try to le- be less of like, um, this is my opinion and that's not right. going to, like nothing's going to change it, but more of like, this is how I feel, but I'm open to 
you might yeah some learning yeah and i feel like we've grown so much of that in the last year of like just being open to the learning yeah yeah but that's so yeah so i'm thinking of all the things that like scare the shit out of me and i'm like yep those are i I just need to make a list of my fears and just go that's what i'm gonna do you know it's like i i always revert back to the i'm gonna do my yoga teacher training and in the last like it's it's been really weird in the last two weeks i have been literally as i'm doing whatever i'm doing in my day in my head i'm like okay like this is a sequencing i would do this is what i want to say during this time and i'm like what is happening in my head? Why am I teaching yoga in my head? Like, but I, I'm, but what I'm realizing is that I need to get comfortable with the dialogue so that whenever I do jump into it, it's going to feel more natural. Natural. Yeah. Right. And so even just the thought that I'm, I'm feeling closer to making that leap and that's what it is. It's a, it's a leap of faith. Everything that we do in life to some degree is a leap of faith, right? Because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's just like picking your partner and, you know, choosing to stay in it every day and having children. And I mean, our dynamics can change at every single instant, right? So knowing in your mind, okay, this is something I don't know, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I think too, like that definitely becomes so much harder when you're doing it with a partner. And so I think that's where also a lot of people's like marriages fall apart is where they're not both willing to like understand that there's a change coming and they're going to change and they don't necessarily need to change together, but, or in the same way, but that they're both changing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. It's like, if you look at your relationship and if you're in, if you are both the same exact person you were from when you started, it's it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no other way to say it. Yeah, and if you're dead. not willing to accept your partner's changes, yeah. then that's like, I think a lot of people are scared of that. Right. It's and... beautiful though, when you can see that you can grow individually and together and you still have separate interests and you have, but finding that is, is one in a million. <laughs> it feels yeah, like it, it does. I and also Rick... it's, it's challenging because it's yeah. like, it can, it can make the other person feel, you know, like what, what is happening right now. And, and overall you can say, this is where I am right now. And I want you to come alongside with, you know, yeah. and it's like, no matter what I choose you. Yeah. So let's do this together. Support me. You don't have to be in it, but support me. Yeah. I think that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. I tell Rick all the time. Well, not all the time, but I've met, I've said it to other people too, but I'm like, we didn't really know each other that long when we got engaged and got married. Yeah. And for most of the time he was deployed. So our communication was writing letters to each other. We didn't even get to talk on the phone. Wow. And so when we got married in hindsight, it's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> not even that, like who let us do this? We were babies. Like And it really could have like just gone, it was a coin toss. Like, obviously we knew that we loved each other, but our love and connection then compared to now, it's like, that really could, I can, I can clearly see why people get married young and then they go through the biggest changes Mm -hmm. of their life because I feel like your twenties are when you just change Mm -hmm. so much and they don't make it. And it's like, it really is just a toss up and you have to be in it to, to be in it. Or is that going to work? And you have to be in it with patience yeah. because um, do you follow the angry therapist? I think I do. Yeah. John Kim. He is so amazing. I love the way he just puts things as simple and it's whatever. But he 
the other day he posted, it was like, you stopped. The relationship didn't work when you ran out of patience. Mm. And I think that's very true because it, it's like at so many relationships end when both people are like, fuck it at the same time. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like one says, fuck it. And then it's like the other one's like, no, let's work on it. And then yeah. vice versa. But when you're both on the same page of saying, I'm done, that's when it happens. And yeah. what, but what leads you to that is the, you know, the impatience of being able to grow with somebody and really sticking out, sticking it out in the hard times. Like it's, it's not easy. Yeah. I think our hardest moments in marriage after all these years have been when we're both going through something really hard because it's so hard to have patience for the other person right. when you're in the thick of it. Absolutely. So I can only imagine there are scenarios where people like their parents die at the same time yeah. or losing a child like and you like can't can't even take care of yourself, let alone have patience for somebody else. So that's so true. I can imagine that those times are like the hardest because <laughs> they're playing and they're just <laughs> just being super loud. But yeah. Oh, my God. My hips are killing me from my run yesterday. It's so weird. Your stomach stopped. <laughs> Thank God, you guys. I started this episode. We started and my stomach was like, <laughs> like <laughs> just like that. Okay. If you could see my face. Oh my gosh. But finally it stopped. Thank goodness. It's that pre-workout. Damn it. <laughs> my body's like, what are you doing to me? But it didn't make me itch. Oh, it's good. Getting used so to maybe it. I no, I think it's just this oh, one. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I'll have to tell Rick. We found right, one. We found one. We found one. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway, well. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We got lost. We have um, been all over the place. Yeah. No, it's all good things. It segues. You can blurp that. <laughs> okay, so, I have one other thing on my list that I wanted to talk about. And all the I've seen, <laughs> yeah, I've seen um, people posting about it lately, and they're talking about the honey-do list phenomenon. And just like... There's a phenomenon? I've been doing this shit for years. Well, what? I think that's what they mean. Like, just the fact that it's a thing. It has to be a thing because men don't see the shit that needs to be done. <laughs> okay, what's the phenomenon, though? Just that it has to be done. And yeah. there's just, like, I don't do it. I don't have a list. But I'm a list person anyway, so I do do it. Mm, I'm a list person, too, for myself. But I think the difference is in, obviously, personalities. Mm -hmm. But it's just so interesting to me because my mom is a honey-do list person. Yeah. Like, she, my whole entire life growing up, my dad had a list of things. Yeah. And it's just interesting to me because I, think I don't have a list. And if I do have, a like, a list in my head, because I'm sure we all have, like, mm -hmm. some things that are, like, I don't want to do that. And that's on his list. But No, I don't do that. Not that I don't want to do it. It's uh, I think he should do it. <laughs> but are there things that he... Yeah, but like there are things that you just don't do. Yeah. It's not like a, I'll do it if I have time and you do it if you have time. It's like things that are his things to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think it's so interesting. But it's like a phenomenon of like people split down the middle of whether they do it or they don't do it. Do but mean? it just must come down to personality. 
Because yeah, I don't have to do that for because Rick. I didn't do that for Will for a long time. And then I, f- I found myself getting so frustrated that there were all these things that clearly needed to be done that weren't getting done. So one time he was like, just write it down. And if I see it, it's easier for me. So okay. he's that kind that he's like, he I need to, to be reminded. Yeah. Right. I don't know how he is with but other I things. I feel like there are things that I have like on a list in my head. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get done, it's not my problem. <laughs> I don't that's just well yeah kind that's of why I... the things are there <laughs> to do does I that know, make sense but it like... doesn't bother me if they're not done because it's not my thing it's his thing so if he doesn't want to do it then it's gonna sit there I don't care yeah it's not my thing yep that's why so we <laughs> recently had this discussion because uh, my mother-in-law came for a weekend to stay with the kids and she was like there's so many broken things in this house and like random little things you know not really big deal deals for me and she was like I don't know how as a woman this isn't driving you crazy and I said I'm picking and choosing my battles I am choosing not to make that the thing that makes us fight right but it's been interesting because since she left Will has been so good about getting all those things done and I think he realized like oh that stuff should be done and I'm and he's just been like I'm sorry it's taken me so long you know they're basic things but really it's like I don't ask him to wipe down walls and baseboards. I do that, yeah. you know, and there's so there's a lot of things that I do that he doesn't even know get done. But then there are things like mowing the lawn and, you know, the big, the, the quote unquote manly things to do. Yeah. I just presume he's going to do them and he likes to do those things. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I think he would much rather fix a drawer than wipe down baseboards. Yeah. You know, so I think somehow subconsciously as women, we do certain things and we just like pass on the rest of our, to our partners. But yeah, I have to have a, I have to have a list for me personally. And I do the honeydew list just as a reminder. I, but at this point, nothing is crucial anymore. Like if something's crucial, I'm like, we both know it's crucial. But do you think like, not and not in your situation, but like in this whole phenomenon of people, like, because I saw my parents do it growing up and like other people that do it. Do you feel like if there's a list, like a nagging list, then that makes them more resistant to not doing it? It depends if you're nagging them on top of the list. Yeah. I think. But I, I have stopped doing that. <laughs> so I'm sure it would be it but would have be you worse. always had a physical list or it's just no. been a list that you're telling him because then I feel like then they perceive that when I remember game. to write it down and I it's usually on the whiteboard on the fridge yeah. it's it's just there because I feel like because I don't ever have a list so when I do need something done and I ask there's not it's like oh yeah it's mm-hmm. not resistance and I'm just going off of like other people that I know that have had to honey do list. And it's like such a point of contention. I think because it was... I think the it's not it's not a physical honey do list. It's yeah. a running thing like and it's constantly spoken and then yeah. it becomes well, frustrating that's the thing. I think before we had more um, budding heads when it was a running list that I was constantly reminding of. Yeah. And so when I stopped doing that, it just became that's why there was so many things that were on this (laughs) list that his mom clearly made a list of you know but I I stopped doing that because I hated the way it made me feel yeah and I think him hearing it over and over it's not perceived as I'm verbally telling you a list I it's perceived as like I'm nagging you like this 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 over and over and over for sure and that doesn't feel good to either person so 
for the sake of that, I had to stop doing it. Yeah. And it's been a few years now. I think I've gotten better. And honestly, it saves my mind and it saves me from feeling, like you said, like that contention. Like, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. I just don't desire that feeling in my relationship at all. And so I know I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, I probably don't have a honey-do list and it doesn't bother me, but it's probably the opposite for us. You know? <laughs> well, he's probably like, I've got a list. And he's a whole lot more it. militant. He's, he's a lot like I am. Yeah. And so it's so funny. We really are married to our opposites. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, crazy. so I always have like a list of things that I'm doing, working on. I have ongoing projects, projects I'm going to start. And then I have my, my daily things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Daily things. But I don't think he does. I think he just kind of, ah, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I've gotten used to that. So yeah, it just helps. I think that's one of the things that dissipates over time and you learn your partner. It's like, I'm just going to, yeah. I can let certain things roll now that used to just fucking drive me crazy. Yeah. I'm really working on, um, this year not being so stuck to my timelines because I've noticed that that is such an anxiety inducer for Mm -hmm. me like especially getting the kids to bed like Mm -hmm. it's the same every single night we don't stray from that and I've noticed if it's like delayed I get angry because it and not at anybody, but just like it starts stressing me right. out and I start feeling like we're behind stressed. schedule. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, who cares? Yeah. But I've ever since they were babies, it's just been like we well, have and a I schedule. Think that I, I was just going to say that it changes as they get older. Like Malaya now doesn't want to go to sleep at eight o'clock when I put Gigi yeah. down, you know, or when I put myself down with Gigi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, there we have to find that flexibility as our children grow and our relationships grow and go okay, that served us then, but now it's not serving us. It's causing more stress. Where can I let that go? Where can I ease up a little bit? Yeah. Just because it's, it does, it's not worth our um, energy and sanity to just be so wound up so tight all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And I found myself even this last week, like, I'm not going to cook Monday, Tuesday, or I'm going to prep Monday for Tuesday's dinner. And I'm relaxing so much more on even how I grocery shop. I'm not doing a big weekly haul. I am doing, I'm just going to pick up the staples. And then for the couple things I know I want to cook this week because we split our week and I'll let him figure out what he wants to make the days. And that has been actually such a relief for me to be able to like loosen up on that. Yeah. That makes sense because I am one of those people that I sit down every day when I'm on grocery shopping day and I make a list and I write them the same every single day. It's a half of each paper and I have produce, meat, dairy, Mm -hmm. other stuff Mm -hmm. frozen. And then my days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it says everything that I'm making. And I, that's how I grocery shop with my list in my cart. Yeah. And I still have a list. I'm just like winging it. And (laughs) I do put in days for like leftovers. So I'm not, but it's just. I have really relaxed on that. And I think that's made the biggest difference on how my week goes where I'm just like, ah, we've got food in there. And if nothing else, we've got rice and eggs, (laughs) you know, and, and I don't stress about it anymore. And so I don't know. I feel better doing it that way. Yeah. I don't, I wonder how everybody else, I don't think anybody else in the house feels a difference other than mom's not crazy all the time, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Which is, but even like our dinner cooking routine is like different. Not, no, like it's not stressful, but it's like routine. Like I start at this time, we eat at this time. Like, and if it's off, 
I'm stressed. And I don't think anyone cares but me. <laughs> right. That's not, I mean, a lot of the things that give us anxiety, nobody cares but us. Right. And so. Yeah. <laughs> just that's learning true. to let some shit go is yeah. really. And that's the thing I, as even finding time, you know, a sweet time for myself. It's like, what can I let go of? That is, is not that important. Like I could have rushed and done errands and things that I needed to do. Yeah. Quote unquote needed. Or can I sit and savor that time? Yeah. I think a lot of it too, though, is just unlearning that it's like a, it's almost like a trauma response because when I wasn't in control, take out the almost shit hit the fan. It is a trauma response. (laughs) Yeah. And I, but when I wasn't in control and I didn't know what was going on was when I, went nuts and then so having the control like makes like if I feel like I'm letting go of the control then I'm what everything's just gonna right but that's that's the terrible part of what we think control is right it's like control and time are the two biggest mindfucks of life I think (laughs) we can't control I mean there are certain things yes that are in our control right but a vast majority of our life, we're not really in control of. We're on a ride. Same thing with time. Time is, it's made up. We are the only creatures on this planet that live on on a 24-hour cycle. Like, why do we put these expectations of time? I mean, we've talked about it with um, Allie and schoolwork, you know? Like, what happens when you take the time out of it and being forced to sit down and being forced, you know, like, that doesn't, that's not the way we learn as people. We, we need to move. We need to play. We need to touch the earth. We need to like all of this stuff that modern society has really put on us has really fucked us up. Well, yeah. And like the schedule of your daily stuff becomes so redundant. I think that you lose sight of what you've actually accomplished. And we were just talking about this with schoolwork. It's like the kids come home and they're like, Oh, I played at recess with my friends and I had lunch and there, they think that's there their... is no, um, like praise for every day hard work that right. they do. It's right. just like, oh, you went to school and you came home, right. but it's like, no, you did this and this and this and this and this. And they, you can tell that kids don't realize that that's, that they're getting work done. Right. Like they don't have any, what is the word I'm looking for? They don't have any pride, pride for yes. what they do each day because they don't give themselves the credit. Yeah, for the nobody's yeah. and nobody. And that's right. on parents to be like, you worked so hard today at school because. Well, don't you ever feel like that as an adult? I know I do. Like, well, sometimes he'll say, how was your day? And I'm like, it was good. I felt like I was busy all day, but I can't even tell you what I did. And it's like just yeah. feeling like you have to show something in order to get some sort of reward for it yeah. is and it's like, it's no, terrible. It's like the day. Yeah, the whole day. Yeah. There were so many things that happened in between that I accomplished, but right now I can't even tell you what that was. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I mean, if you want to have a whole deconstruct of, (laughs) of time. Yeah. You just need to do psychedelics once. (laughs) (laughs) Really like that is, that is whole, that was the biggest um, takeaway from my first experience was like what is time? what is time yeah. what where what am i now who am i now like yeah. where like where am i I'm, I'm on this speck of dust floating through the universe like 
you feel so small and you don't even like what feels like five minutes could have been hours. Well, yeah. And I just, that makes me think of the opening to the Grinch where they're like, Oh yeah. yeah. Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that us learning to loosen up a little bit on yeah. our reins is going to be so beneficial for not just our own sanity, but our, our loved ones that have to live with us. And yeah, they, because they're not they understanding the, the, they're all they're seeing is the, they, and it, they feel the tension, the tension because yeah, I noticed like, that even is... with Gigi, like on the days I was having really rough days, she would come up to me and she'd go, mommy, it's okay. And mommy, it's okay. Don't be sad. And it's like, oh, I hate that. I'm like, yeah, that she can feel me so much, you know, yeah. like, but it's also now good. It's, I feel like it is good, but also not to where she then feels like she has to be responsible. responsible. Yeah, and at her true. little age, she can't. But if you keep that up, then the child learns to yeah make themselves responsible for your emotions. Also. Yeah. I feel like that is a very fine line. That's hard to walk because it's like, you want to show them that having emotions are okay, but you also don't want them to feel like they have to be the ones to make it better. Right. But that was this week. I was like curled up in a ball, just sobbing. And Allie yeah. was like, mom, what's wrong? And I was like, Allie, I just need a minute. Like, yeah. please just leave me alone. Yeah. And then I went into her room to put her to bed and she's like, why were you crying? I was like, cause I had a hard day. It's okay. Yeah. Like, and she was like, I thought like it was me. And I was like, no, and I just was like explaining to her, like, mm-hmm. it's okay to just cry and have a hard day. And it doesn't mean that your life is horrible or that anything is wrong other than right. sometimes you just have to cry it out. But I it's like, that's so great that our kids are seeing us process our emotions and our hard feelings, because like we were talking about productivity and it's a trauma response. I think about that with my mom. Like I never saw her sit and process anything. You know, yeah. she always... I could hear her crying and, or I would see her go for a walk or go to her garden. My mom was always gardening. And now I realize those were the things that made her feel better. Yeah. But I never heard her say that. And so like, just talk about her humanness. Right. And she was always so busy. And I think that's where I learned that. I never learned to sit and relish the time with my kids and, you know, or so just now, say to them, like, I'm just feeling sad and it's okay. Yeah, like, but it even doesn't just mean, and just because you're sad doesn't mean you need to f- immediately find a way to fix it. Right. Yeah. Just sit and be sad and it's fine. It's normal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our children are just watching and absorbing everything we do. Yeah. And so I'm just hoping that, <laughs> I'm just hoping and praying that they, well, we all know up, they're going to grow up and need they therapy for some something, good things, but. For sure. <laughs> Oh, I already, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully we've lessened the, I hope so. At least least the big things, you know, the, at least the big traumas, we're not gonna, I hope we're not going to impose on our children. Um, we can handle the little T traumas. I think those are, you know, very manageable now in comparison that we know the difference. Well, and I feel like there's so many tiny little things like from my childhood that I felt some sort of way about that. How would you know? Like my, my parents were amazing, but it's like, you can't, again, you can't go through life without a hard time. And that's just what makes you grow. So absolutely, there's always going to be something. Absolutely. <laughs> there's always going to be something. And so I guess with that, we'll be done for today. Yeah. But we'll um, have to come back we'll next come back week and, and talk about the Super astrology Bowl. Super Bowl uh, and see if it was correct. And we can. I'm going to be so disappointed if the game is boring and nothing happens. I'm just going to be so disappointed. It won't be boring. I know what I'm just saying. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there's just some years where it's like, 
The score is like 10 to 7. And it takes just for fucking ever. Why does football take so long? That's no, why I, I don't know. That's honestly, why I don't love it. football. But there are just some games that are boring that are like, especially the Super Bowl shouldn't be boring. It's the two past teams. It shouldn't yeah. be boring. I am so curious to see who Rihanna is going to bring out to Ooh, perform with her. Yeah. I bet you it'll be someone good. I feel like she's going to have like Janet Jackson vibes, like leather. Yes. That's what I'm envisioning. That's, yeah. Yeah, no Justin Timberlake pulling no. off the boob cover, though. That was so scandalous. That is a moment you, in my brain that I will know, never forget me too. watching I was that telling with my Alexia uncles. about that, and I'm like, now people walk around in that shit all day, every day. Yeah, it's, it's no like, big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that, um, was it Super Bowl when Janet Jackson put, pull, or was it the concert where she pulled one the of her? The concert, Yeah her fans mm -hmm. and strapped them onto that thing holy shit i watched that i rewatched that the other day and i was like that was uh an amazing moment yeah i wonder what happened to that guy after oh, <laughs> like, if nobody remembers look up <laughs> janet jackson concert um <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what year it was, but it was it was one of those moments that just made you go, "What am I watching?" We'll have to and find a clip and post it to our Instagram. That might have been the first time I ever felt turned on watching anything. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, she was amazing. Oh there gosh, was there so... there was a certain like, yeah, thing with her. Yeah, and that. Yeah, clearly she had a lot of scandalous moments yeah she did oh the good old days but now like you compare that to a cardi b music video Wop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously i watched that for the first time when we were in cancun at, at a um at a bar and i felt like i was watching porn yeah it was it was so much yeah. It was so much. And it, the thing is, like, that I was uncomfortable is geared watching that. towards, like, teens. I was That's uncomfortable the major watching audience. that. Yeah. And it's just so normalized for them. Yeah. So let's see what Rihanna pulls out. <sighs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Thanks okay. for tuning in today. And um, hopefully you guys all caught last week's episode. Don't forget to go on our um, Instagram page, Life's Lemonade, Unfiltered. And let us know what you think of our episodes. And leave a rating and review on our podcast app. I think on Apple podcast, you can leave a review and a rating and a Spotify, a rating. A rating. Yeah. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. See you next week.